Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Wednesday morning. Trust everybody's doing well today and uh, hopefully you slept well and it's good old hump day and we are uh, halfway through the work week so I'm sure a lot of y'all are excited about that and uh, just another day closer. Hey, we get to have church this evening online and uh, so praise God for that that we can uh, get to come back and worship again this evening so that's a wonderful wonderful thing let's see what we got watching this morning we got miss amy oaks turner karen smith david feathers brandy boyd young darlene barker kelly Jeanette swift and that's just a few names that i see and appreciate you all tuning in and joining me this morning so we get our day going in the right direction all right well, let us go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance. Good morning, good morning, Tracy Little. There we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. What a great, great country we do live in, and it is um, <coughs> crazy. Crazy world we live in. It is uh, blows my mind at the uh, lunacy that's going on that's running our country. You got a president who blatantly lies, caught in a lie. A fact checker's proven him to be a liar, but he just keeps doubling down and doing it. It's just uh, uh, the liberal mentality. You tell a lie long enough that people will come to start to believe it's true, and uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> Now, uh, what uh, Biden's spewing in regards to the virus and uh, this Amtrak story he tells is just, it's bogus, man. It's just about telling kids not to be held accountable for things and uh, answer questions. And he's, he's a lunatic. And we've got so many migrants coming over. They're about the size, the size of, um, what did they say? It was it Rhode Island, I think? I can't remember. It's how many are getting ready to come across the border. It's just, uh, and the shortages of food and goods that we need and uh, gas skyrocketing, it's just, um, it's nuts, man. I'm just telling you guys, it is, we have, I feel like I have woken up in a uh, another reality. I told y'all before about uh, the show Sliders, if you ever watched it, that he created this wormhole to, he's uh, jumped into and he'd slide, it's like the same earth, but it was, uh, it was uh, the, the title, maybe it was, World War II, America lost it, or uh, it was still, ago is, is still the same time period, but everybody's still dressed like hippies, you know, it's just alternate versions, mirrored versions of our universe, and uh, how different it is, and sometimes I wonder if I was kidnapped and pushed down a wormhole, and I woke up in an, in an alternative earth, <laughs> because it just, it's, it's you know, you never thought even a couple years ago, some of the lunacy we see, and in fact, a friend of mine sent me yesterday, uh, where Walmart is selling uh, LGBTQ uh, toys and stuff, and it's just, I don't understand why these, uh, uh, you know, if they well, say it's what they do in their bedroom is none of our business, then why are they push it on our kids so bad? Why are they so worried about brainwashing our children? So it's a evil demonic force out there is what it boils down to. I mean, seriously, that's just what we're up against, uh, but we know who's the one who's in control and who's victorious. And uh, these things too will pass. And uh, to quote a little Shakespeare, and uh, you know, so it is. This world is going to burn up one day, and I hope people choose to uh, turn before they burn, if you will. So, good morning, Mike Hensley. Well, let's look at our uh, morning scripture. 
Now I want to back up and read verse 17 and then we'll hit 19. Let me get over here. Take care. I'm oh, sorry. That was verse 16. Verse 17. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you and he will shut up the heavens so there will be no rain. And Wait a minute. What am I doing? I'm in chapter 11, not 10. I am so sorry, my friends. Hold on here. I'm sorry. Give me a second. Okay, here we go. The Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, the awesome God, who is not partial and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow, and he loves the sojourner, give him food and clothing. Love the sojourner, therefore, for we are sojourners in the land of Egypt. All righty. Thanks, friends. I'm sorry. you got to remember, I'm up at 3, 30, 4 o'clock every morning. The old brain is not working on optimal as good as it should <laughs> so not all six cylinders are firing so you have to overlook me a little bit in the morning so when I can't uh, think straight there a little bit you know that's one thing you know in regards to what kind of what I was mentioning this morning is that you know we are strangers in a strange world we are just passing through there's just a, a short moment time in history uh, that we'll be passing through on this earth and uh, you know we want to uh, do the best we can with what life or we have been, God has given us. And, uh, of course, we can all look back and see past mistakes and the way we handle things, which we could have done it better. I know I do. I look back time and again and wish I'd have done things better. But, uh, you know, we uh, uh, get so caught up in things this world, we sometimes forget the, the great gift that God has given us, that free gift of salvation, that grace and mercy. He shines down upon us each and every day. It's sometimes I think we forget about that. And it's so wrapped up in day-to-day -day events that uh, sometimes our focus isn't always on what the Lord wants for our lives. We're spending that time in prayer or we're reading our Bibles or, you know, we're not working on that relationship. We're just too preoccupied with everything that's going on. And uh, it's not a good thing. But that's what the devil wants. He wants that division. He wants that distraction. But, you know, uh, we look here and we're talking about strangers in the land of Egypt. It says, love, your, love therefore the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. And, uh, you know, when you think about that, you know, dealing with the stranger, because we tell our kids not to talk to strangers, which is good. We, we, it's too dangerous for a kid to run up to a random person. Now, there's a time and place in history where, you know what, you could, you know, not have to, I mean, bad things still happen, but for the most part, you know that, uh, you know, Somebody's want to, so if a kid ran up to somebody, they try to help, you know. But uh, those times are far and few between when people have good intentions anymore. But, you know, when it comes to talking to strangers, when it comes to talking to people you don't know, it's not easy, you know. Uh, it's hard, it's awkward, it's weird uh, sometimes to walk up to somebody you don't really know and just strike up a conversation. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, of course, I, I, how can I put it? I'm an extrovert, not a pervert, but <laughs> an extrovert, and uh, I'm pretty outgoing. At the same time, I have introvert tendencies, and that sounds weird. I think it's because I, I'm a I'm very, uh, have a high uh, capability of the uh, of, of empathy, if you will. I know I, I can sense what people are feeling. I know it sounds weird. I'm not a, a, a psycho or anything like that, but I... Um, I don't know. So I don't know how to explain it. But anyway, it is. Um, I like people, and I like you know having fun and enjoying myself with other people. But at the same time, 
I don't like to sometimes get out of the house. I know that's, it sounds that's very weird, I, and I'm a very weird person, but sometimes it's not always easy for me just to get out there. You know, it's almost a sensory overload, just too much, and it's just like, you know, I just, I just don't, you know, just want to deal with it. You know, I just remember to just stay home and not deal with anybody. And so, uh, so I, I don't know, some people may be like that. You know, it's hard for them to just walk up to strange people and talk to them. It may be hard to deal with people in general. You know, sometimes you just don't feel very people-y. You know, <laughs> sometimes I don't feel very people-y. You know, I just don't like being, being around anybody. I just like, I can, it's very easy for me to just kind of sit in my own little world and do my thing and just kind of push everything and everybody out and in solitude. Of course, you know, the saying, old man is an island up to himself. We need to have that social interaction. But, you know, when it comes to sharing God's Word with other people, and it doesn't matter if they're strangers or not. Now, obviously, we have to be very careful. If you see a guy in a hockey mask and he's uh, carrying a uh, machete, you know, I'd say probably common sense would dictate, I think I would approach him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but for the, uh, uh, it is, uh, David said him too, but uh, it is, uh, uh, you know, it, Common sense tells you to talk to, and uh, sometimes you just get an icky feeling around some people. I think it's just giving discernment. There's something off there with some people. In fact, I was dealing with an individual recently that I was just like, he went to get away from him. You know, nobody you all know don't go to church completely. Uh, you know, with like, yeah. But is is um, the thing of it is though, we still want to have to have the boldness and the guts to go up and talk to people and ask them if they know Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior. Ask them if they go to church anywhere. You know, try to strike up a conversation. It's not easy to do. Sometimes you can, you know, try to find an opportunity to talk to somebody when you're pumping gas. Or sometimes we go to the prisons, you know, it, it, somebody will, will approach you and you can start talking to them. But it's hard uh, just to walk up. You know, these guys here, they're in jail and you don't know what they're in for. You probably don't want to know what they're in for. And, you know, so you go over there and try to talk to them and then about the Lord and see how that goes. That's, that's really awkward. Uh, or just talking to a random person in the store. And it's, it's tough, guys. You know, you, you all know what I'm talking about. You know, just, just a, a cold start to a conversation is, is difficult. You know, that's why uh, back when I was dating, uh, it was uh, uh, it's a great, you know, it, women don't understand how fearful it is for men and boys to approach a, an attractive lady because, you know, the chances are great or not we're going to get struck down. So it's hard to, to, to approach people like it, you know. Kind of like uh, I always liked uh, Will Smith and uh, Fresh Prince. He walked up to a girl and said, hurry up and write down your number for I don't want it no more, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, uh, you said that to a woman today, they'd slap your head off of it. But it is, uh, but women will have no idea how hard that is on a guy to do that. And I will never understand why you see beautiful women with the ugliest men. I will never get them. It's because they had the guts to approach them when nobody else would. <laughs> Maybe that's it. But it's hard. It's just hard to go up to somebody and just and find some way to, to, to strike up a conversation. Well, it's all it tells what I like to do, and it's the power of observation, you know. So if somebody, you know, if I saw somebody wearing an Orioles t-shirt, I'd want to say, hey, do you like the Baltimore Orioles? And if you're like me, <laughs> at the time, I don't even know what I got on. I'm like, yeah, how'd you know? You know, oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, forget, everybody's like, you're an idiot. Well, yeah, that's true, but that's beside the point. But, you know, say, hey, you like the Baltimore Orioles, you know, and uh, uh, how'd they do this year or something. You may not know a thing about baseball, but, you know, they may start getting into it and uh, say, well, let me ask you, you, you go to church anywhere? And they may say yay or nay, but then you want to get to the main point in your in evangelizing, in your witnessing, and say, but let me ask you the most important thing. 
Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And uh, you know, and, and just put them on the spot and don't say nothing. Just stand there and to see when when they respond. And I had a guy one time. He said, uh, "This is getting a little weird because I kept waiting." I said, "Well, I know. I'm just giving you time to think about it, you know." But we're going to have to quit. Um, you know, like I said, common sense dictates. You know, how you approach certain people. If you got a weird feeling, don't approach it. If it's in, a, you know, make sure you know it's in a safe environment. Uh, you know, but uh, maybe a coworker or something. You know, but we're going to have to get past that. Uh, I'm not feeling peoply uh, mentality and get out there and start talking to other people about Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. The, the hourglass is running out as, uh, as was that uh, soap opera, uh, Sands Through Time, this is all the days of our lives, you know. It is uh, the, the sand in the hourglass is, oh, I know, the Wizard of Oz. Remember the witch turned the, the hourglass over and she had so much to the sand ran out? That's, uh, you know, it's how much I feel like we're down to, the, to just a little bit of grains of sand and, and this, we're, we're going to be out of this world. And uh, so we don't need to miss those opportunities because we are shy or uncomfortable or feel awkward. We've got to be bold for the things of Jesus Christ. Either you're proud of who you are as a Christian or you're not. And, uh, and knowing what Jesus Christ done for you, for me, his great sacrifice, should embolden us that much more. The fact that we are chosen should embolden us that much more to approach people we may not know and talk to them about Jesus Christ. That's an important thing. And right now, I think, you know, particularly... Uh, with the way the economy is, I think it's a little easier to strike up conversations because if you're going to the grocery store and you go to buy a pack of meat, you see somebody every Sunday and say, boy, I tell you what, this this is unbelievable how this meat is. And, of course, you know, they may say, well, yeah, and, and you might be able to start talking. There's your way in, you know, start talking to them about, uh, about church and about Jesus. And that's what we need to do. Man, you need to be on fire. You need to be excited about the things of Christ. You need to be uh, willing to talk to those. In fact, I had a guy one time uh, with me, I went down at a store and had to go to a parts store, get some stuff, and I just I'd done the very thing I was telling you about. And he said, "Man, I don't know how you do that. How you just 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 start?" You know, and I said, "Hey, you know, I just uh, I've got to do it. You know, I don't always feel comfortable, don't always want to witness or maybe invite somebody to church, but I I am compelled to do it. It's not because I'm a pastor, not because I uh, I draw a church a check a church <laughs> a check from a church." Uh, that's what I was, but it's because I want to do it. I want to tell somebody about Jesus Christ and what He's done for them. Unfortunately, we live in a very cynical age of relativism and uh, uh, subjective thinking, and that uh, uh, you know what's uh, true for you is not true for me. And the lack of wanting to know God or coming to know God is is unbelievably high. Uh, they want nothing to do with Christianity and act like we're just a bunch of Fruit Loops. Well, that's fine. You know, the fool says in his heart, there are no, there isn't a God. And uh, so, let them, you know, all we can do is witness, friends. But you got to make the effort to witness. And if they shrug you off, go on. You've done what you're supposed to do. Remember, you can't force anybody uh, to uh, to believe. You can't force anybody to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It takes the Holy Spirit opening their eyes and touching their heart that they can come to know Christ. But all we can do is try to plant those seeds. It may take you to plant the seed. It may take somebody else to water it. It may somebody, take somebody else to cultivate it. You know, it's always been tough for me when I've uh, met somebody and, and uh, I've witnessed to them, invited them to the church. And all of a sudden I see on Facebook, they went to another church and got saved. And they're like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> you know, but that's just how God works. There's a reason why, I, you know, somebody had to plant it, somebody had to water it, and it had to grow. And that's just part of it. But just praise God for the fact they did get saved. 
despite where they go to church or whatever, that hey, they come to know Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior. That's all that matters, you know. But uh, but you know, we see this here: the you know, love therefore the stranger, love the stranger, love those around us. We should have enough love. See, that's why those in the world think that we're hate-filled and we're bigoted against say uh, same-sex relationships and such. But they don't understand whether same-sex, adultery, whatever's going on. The reason why we speak out against these things are contrary to the Word of God because we care. We don't want to see these people spend an eternity in hell. And we're trying to, we're trying to be the sounding brass. We're trying to, to scream in the megaphone, hey, turn back, get away. You're going off into the pit of despair. All right? we're, we want to show you a better way. We want to show you to heaven. And they're flipping us off, laughing at us and mocking us as they're just uh, uh, falling to, uh, to the depths of hell. And But, you know, that's... Let them think what they want to. One day they're going to know the truth and they're going to wish they'd listen because they, nobody, not one man or woman, will ever be able to stand before God and say nobody ever tried to tell them. Every single person on this earth will have had the chance to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior before it's too late. And then when they get there, they don't have any excuse. And so we still have a responsibility. And I think sometimes as Christians, we lose that sight, our vision, our goal of what we're supposed to do as Christians. We sit on our laurels, we sit in church, and we think that uh, we're supposed to be just fed only. And uh, then we go on and do our, our, our regular routines the rest of the week. But we remember, friends, you have a job as a Christian. You have a responsibility as a Christian. And you will be called out on that on Judgment Day. So make sure that you love, therefore, the stranger and that you're out there trying to witness and minister and with every opportunity and chance that you can, letting the light of God shine through you. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and uh, this time to be able to minister to my friends this morning. And Lord, help us to be bold as lions and harmless as doves and to be as wise as serpents. Help us, Lord, to put those in our lives that we can be a witness to, that we can talk to, that we can lead to a saving knowledge of you. Lord, is anyone watching this morning or listening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God and will protect us this day. Be with our uh, dear, sweet, wonderful friends, uh, Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and Larry and Dinah Knight, Ron Thompson. Be with all these wonderful people watching and listening this morning that your, their day will go well and be blessed. Be with our children and spouses that are going out to school and work. And Lord, I pray that you put a holy hedge of protection about them and keep them safe and bring them back home safely. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I appreciate you all tuning in and watching this morning. And uh, uh, Angie, Ble Angie Blevins, thank you for that you finally made it and watching. And Karen Smith. Uh, but uh, don't forget tonight at 7 o'clock, we'll be right back here online and uh, see where the Lord leads us. Not 100% sure what I'm going to speak on this evening, but uh, I've got some ideas and, and search that out. Hello, Donna Taylor. Search that out and see where the Lord may lead. And so I hope you'll join me this evening at 7 o'clock. Well, my friends, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.